So, Rob, it's beta season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you jumped right on the beta wagon. You got on the beta hype train very early this year, didn't you? Wow. You know, there, there's a few guys on the internet that I chat to that maybe convinced me that it would be fine. <laughs> um, you know, I... I kept saying to myself, I won't do it because I did the same last year and I did it the year before. Like I, right. I installed it and then a couple of days I started having problems, so I restored. This year, I think, was a record turnaround. I installed it, I don't know, four o'clock or something, and I restored my phone at nine o'clock. Oh uh, my, what happened? <laughs> well, like, it had all been fine and I kind of, you know, I played around with the widgets and, you know, had a little look around at all the new stuff and then my bank wouldn't open oh. and then one password wouldn't open. And I, I don't think it was specific to the apps i think there was some problem with like literally just opening apps um but when my bank's not working and it's a mobile only bank i was like okay i really need to restore now yeah no that that makes sense i mean one password's worked for me so it's probably something else going on but but yeah you can run into stuff i've noticed some things on like my ipad where there's lag in the characters showing up when I type sometimes, which is not good when you're writing, you know, if it takes a couple of seconds. Uh, it tends to catch up with itself, though, and uh, I don't know. It, it's more, it's way more solid than 13 was, but that's not saying a lot, and of course there are problems. I have a very hard time judging when people ask me should I install it or not because I'm, so u- I'm more used to living in living the beta lifestyle now than I am regular just because with the way Apple's been doing it, I mean, they had, you know, they, they're still got betas of 13 going on right now, post WWC. And I've spent more of the year on a beta of one sort or another than I have on the release version. So it, it's just something that I kind of live with. Um, but I love the widgets. I don't know. You, did you play with them enough to really get a sense for them? Yeah. I mean, I had a little play around and, one of the thoughts I had, and this happened, I think, when they did the original widgets in whichever version that was. Um, this feels like one of those where, until there's third-party apps available, you're not really going to get a good. You're not going to get a good sense of what sort of value you're going to get out of of the widgets, because obviously, right now, you can you can only pick from you know the stock widgets, right. photos, and notes, reminders, you know, but. Maybe I want a fantastic hour widget, so you know, so I want a slightly different calendar one, or you know, to do list apps, that kind of thing. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where until there's third parties that can submit updates, which presumably isn't going to be till you know close to September or something, um, you know, unless you're installing the test flights for those apps or whatever. Like, I couldn't really get a good sense of one, like whether I even care. You know, I'm kind of excited that the home screen has changed, but without seeing the third party apps that I kind of want to use it's it's hard for me to make a judgment as to whether this is something I'm going to get too excited about yeah i i get that i mean i've kind of gone all in on them um and i've got i so i've got two on my main home screen on my phone i've got a medium sized one and a small one and that takes up the equivalent of 12 basically half the app not including the dock half of the app icons on my home screen. So I've gotten rid of 12 apps in order to have these, but I've got, (laughs) but I've got 13 widgets that I can swipe through in these smart stacks. And you know what? I kind of love it. Um, I have ones that go straight to like a scratch pad note that I can get to really quickly. I have like my activity rings, which I guess are now the fitness rings because that name of the app has changed. 
and music, uh, shortcuts, photos, all that stuff. Then on the second page, I have a map, a medium-sized map, as well as just app icons, and everything else is in the app library. So I'm down to just two pages of apps. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the app library, and I'm sure, you know, this is something since I you remember when I tried Android. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember that. That was a, a walk on the dark side there for a while. Yeah, but, like, you know, one of the things that I did like, and I've been banging on about this for years, like, since I tried it, was the app library. Like, having, okay, here's the things I actually want on my home screen. Put all this other crap, just put it in an alphabetical list. Um, It's not quite the implementation I would like. I think I would just prefer an alphabetical list regardless. Like, I'm not necessarily sure I want the recommendation, you know, where it categorizes them, but this is way closer to what I'm after in terms of I just want a few apps on my home screen and everything else can just be hidden away because I very rarely need anything that's on my second screen. All right, well, I'm going to save you from the the barrage of follow-up, Rob, because, and I'm not sure if this is a beta 2 thing, but if you're in the app library, which, as you said, has kind of the categories of different app icons, if you pull down like you're pulling to refresh, it transforms into an alphabetical list with an index along the side. That you can yes, I I did see this. So, so I, I was aware that there was the list there. Okay. Um, I think from my point, I guess because I because I used it on Android, which is the the, the, the alphabetical list is basically how Android does it, although they do it in an alphabetical grid. Oh. Okay. Um, and I think like for me, I, I'm not really, I don't really like sort of looking for app icons. I'd much prefer to go. Oh, I need. Sure. Uber is a good ex- Uber's a good example. It's the kind of thing, you know, I'm not using that every day. You know, I use right. it once, you know, in the before times, I'd use it maybe once a month or something. Um, so I, the way I think I generally would just be, okay, I just want to go to you so I can grab Uber. But, you know, it, this is way better. You know, you don't, especially for somebody like you who's got 54,000 apps on their phone yeah, or something. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> you've got 300 home screens. Or, you know, you don't, you don't need all of that on the home screen, presumably, you know, search and recommendations, that kind of thing is, is just going to be way better. Right, right. No, it is, it is nice. And um, I don't know, it's, you know, I, I like some of these categories. First of all, I guess I have long since ago, for a long time now, I have been just searching for apps using the, you know, the pull down and, and type of search. So I'm not using the app library a lot. But there are a couple of nice categories in here. The recently added is a nice category. I also like the fact that things go in there automatically once you've set it up. That way you don't get, like it used to be when I would set up folders and things, eventually there would be app creep because I'd download new things and new, <laughs> new pages would magically, you know, create themselves. And that was a big problem. Now I don't have that because they all go in the, the library automatically. There's even a test flight uh, category now, which I kind of like because I can see all my apps that I'm testing in one place. So, oh, that is actually really nice because for the most part, the only test flights I have is stuff for work, right? Um, you know, so I have this, I have this work folder, but it just has a bunch of test flights in it, right? Um, and, so actually, yeah, I can. You're already selling me on it now. I'm a bit more excited. I'm not installing the beta, but you know, I'm a bit more excited about it now. Well, the test flight one is nice because eventually, you know, test flights expire, and I have I. <laughs> I run into it too often where I like I ser- if you search for an app, you can't tell if it's a beta or not. It just shows the icon. So you'll tap on something and if it's an exp- expired beta, it just won't do anything. 
And this way I can at least see which ones are the beta apps on my phone and I can kind of go through and test them and delete the ones that are old and stuff like that. As you can tell, I don't do much in the way of managing my phone. I just leave things on her perpetually until they expire after 90 days. But uh, Oh, yeah, I, I get that a few times. I, I, I normally get it with Overcast because I'm on the beta for that. Um, yeah. But for some reason, I don't always get test flight notifications. So even though it's a thing I use every day, mm-hmm. it takes like three months. And then I go, hang on a minute, why is this broken? And I check and there's been like, you know, three releases since then in test flight. Yeah, different developers handle that stuff differently. Some, the ones that drive me crazy, there are some who just like at the end, once a major release comes out, they kick everybody off the beta. And I think that's because there are people, well, first of all, there are people who sell access to betas, are supposedly i've heard two there is um it's just you know some people live the beta lifestyle and and use that as a way to avoid pain so i totally get why developers kick people off um i mean all these apps i've got on this from the store too i just assume people keep me on the beta because what i don't like is when i fall off a beta and then they forget to re-add me, and it's like, oh, I've got a new release out. It's like, well, why didn't you tell me about it? Oh, we thought you were on the beta. <laughs> you know, there's there's that whole thing that goes on because there's, yeah, you know, deal, yeah, dealing, with, dealing with, like, with the reviewers is a different thing altogether than beta testers, I suppose. But yeah, I, I I guess I can see it though as well, especially if you've got like you know you have public test flight links now. Um, you know, I can yeah, exactly. I can see a scenario where a popular app is going to end up with a whole bunch of people that. You know, assuming it's a paid app, they just get that app free for ninety days, basically. Which, you know, that is what the testing period's for. But you know, potentially, you know, you're losing out on a lot of sales and stuff like that. As you say, maybe people just hop between test flight releases until they, you know, they never have to pay for an app ever. Yeah, I mean, you could, you can do that with some apps. I mean, there are some apps that are perpetually in beta of one to one degree or another, and almost never expire. I have plenty like that. I mean, I try to keep an eye on those because I don't like, I don't, if I end up in that that freeloader situation, it's always by accident because I try and I don't want to do that. I mean, that's not the purpose of betas and it's not what uh, people should do. So uh, if I want the app, I, I pay for the app. But if I don't, then I just delete the beta until a new one comes out and I want to look at it again. But that's a whole other discussion as to people. people <laughs> always are like, oh, how can you say this is a good app and you don't even use it yourself all the time? Well, it's like I can't use 20 different task managers, but I do think more than one is good. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a weird balance that we sometimes have to deal with. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, uh, well, in between, I say in between, we haven't recorded for like four weeks. Oh, but I know. <laughs> we finally, we finally, we, I know, I feel like I'm a bit more excited than you are, but we finally got the PS5 event. Yeah, that was, um, no, I was very excited about it. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw some games, they showed us the console, they haven't given me a price yet. Um, you know, once once they announce the price, I can pre-order it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, but, I know, uh, but you know, you're, the pro- I don't know. The the rumors have not been particularly good. I mean, in the sense that it's it looks like it might cost like eight hundred dollars, and that games might be be moving up to seventy dollars each, and you know, rough, sure, roughly yeah. the same in pounds, I assume. Yeah, I've heard a few a few rumors. I mean, in terms of the price for the console, it seems to be all over the place. Like you say, I've seen rumors seven eight hundred dollars, and then I've seen other rumors that are closer to sort of four or five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we're not going to know until they announce it. Yeah, it's true. Um, if it's eight hundred, I might have to have another think about it. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, we got 
I mean, we've got a whole bunch of games. Did Did you watch the event? I did. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. It looks. I think it looks fantastic. I mean, I I actually kind of like the design. I like the all digital design. I don't like the little disc slot hump on the other one that much. <laughs> and we've had a debate in my household a bit about which one we should get if we get one. And I'm I'm all in on the all digital. Um, my son's kind of more interested in doing the discs just because you can get the discs cheaper a lot of times. Yeah. Which, you know, you kind of give that up with the with the all digital. But I don't know. I I just prefer to download my games these days, even if they cost more. Yeah. I mean, I think like the, you know, aside from the obvious, like you say, disc games tend to be cheaper, but that's sort of a, you know, that is whatever it is. Like that's kind of the same now. Um, it's true. But I there's guess with the PS5. Worse, there's like, nothing worse than a year old game that still costs $60 when you can get it, you know, at target for 30 you know half the price oh yeah oh yeah for sure i mean i think one of the things that you know they haven't really said they've said enough about it but obviously the the ps5 is backwards compatible with the ps4 right so we're also in a position where there's like you know there's games that are like seven years old that cost you know three or four dollars or something you know if you if you get them like secondhand from somewhere like you know a GameStop or whatever right and they're still going to run on the ps5 so like but my guess would be those games digitally are probably still going to be twenty, thirty dollars, depending on what they are. So, like with the backwards compatibility, like there's this huge catalog of games that you can pick up ridiculously cheap. I mean, depending on how much, how many sales they put the PS4 games on, because I assume they're going to be available digitally as well, right? In the store. Um, I mean, I'm going to go for the the disc because I I always buy physical because I don't buy enough games to really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could totally, you know, I totally get why people do digital, especially if you're buying, you know, if you're buying even like one game a month, it's probably a bit more of a hassle to, um, you know, keep switching between them and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's, um, gosh, this that announcement feels like it was literally forever ago. I get what was it like on the 18th? It was like the week before WWDC, which yeah. which I don't even remember anymore. But there were some amazing games. I really liked the Spider-Man game a lot. I thought that looked really cool. Oh yeah, I, I loved the you know the the PS4 Spider-Man. Um, and and I guess this they haven't really said specifically what is launch titles, but my guess is that Spider-Man is right um, because Horizon Forbidden West, which is the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, mm-hmm. I think they've said is 2021. Like I, I think that's I right. find it hard to believe that that's coming out this year. Um, I wouldn't have thought it would be ready in time. Right. Yeah. No. I I think I remember that that uh, that it's a twenty twenty one release. Those every one of these games looked absolutely amazing. The uh, the visuals are are just stunning with all the ray tracing and everything. It looks fantastic. Yeah. The one that really caught my eye that wasn't like a you know one we were expecting was it was it called Bridge of Spirits? Kena Bridge of Spirits, I think, mm. which was like a. Um, I, I, people keep describing it like a Pixar movie. Like it, it just oh, looks right, right. amazing. Yeah, um, you know, I don't really know what the game's really about, um, but you know, I'd probably give it a go because it had the little cute, fluffy animals that follow you around. I don't know what was going on, but I really <laughs> want to play it. <laughs> it seemed like there were a lot of cat games. <laughs> there was like a cat with a bat pat backpack, and there was like I think a backpack. It was like a little space cat or something, and there was some other cat game. Cats were definitely in with the video games this year. Oh yeah, I'm definitely playing the cat backpack game. Whatever that was, it was like. Was it called like Stray or something? I think yeah, it was that's called. what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that. Yeah, looking at this, it looks like that one's next year. So, um, but the, there's rumors that in a week's time, um, 
that's when they're going to be announcing the price and the release date. Oh, interesting. Um, my guess would be they're going to have to announce at least one or two games to say these are the launch titles. Right. Um, you know, because, I mean, I'm going to pre-order, assuming it's within my budget, which it, I'm hoping it is. Yep. Um, but, you know, I'm going to need a game for it. Uh, so, well, I suppose I could just play my PS4 games. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it's backwards compatible, I'll just carry on playing those ones. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then eventually get some other games. I, I You know what? I, I'm interested. I wonder if... Sony is waiting to see what Xbox does because they have an event coming up next week, right? Uh, I thought it was later in the month, but you you could be right. I think it's very soon. I I mean, this is one of those things that flies by my radar and I kind of pay attention, but I don't really pay attention because I assume it'll show up again right before the uh, event happens and then I'll watch it. But, yeah, uh, so I've, I've just looked it up. It's July 23rd for the Xbox oh, event. Oh, I see. So a couple you're... weeks yet. Okay, I see. All right. Well, I was wondering if Sony was going to wait and see, but maybe they'll, you know, get out in front. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's also been some rumors that maybe, like, stock's going to be a bit limited. Um, you mm-hmm. know, so maybe they want to sort of get pre-orders in early so that they know, you know, maybe they can distribute stock better or something like that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I hope that I can get a launch one because I'm selling my PS4 now, uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to have a console to play for a while. Wow, are are you selling it yourself, or are you going to do like trade it in somewhere, or what? No, I'm just I'm going to sell it now before the prices go down. Okay. Um, so I I finished The Last of Us two, and that's like the last big game I wanted to play right. um, before the PS five. So I finished that, and now I've like I've wiped it, and I'm just you know waiting for somebody to buy it. All right, yeah, I've just been playing the Switch lately. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Sword and Shield again. So kind of gotten back once WWC was over. I decided to just kind of kick back a little bit and relax and play some more more Pokemon. Yeah. Well, talking of the Switch and Pokemon, and I'm hoping you did this on purpose, but I don't, I don't know if you did. Let's pretend you did. Um, yes. <laughs> there's, um, I don't know if you saw this, but they announced a new Pokemon Snap game yes, for the Switch. Yes, I watched that uh, direct. It was kind of, uh, I guess it was a real a real big surprise. People have been asking for this for a long time, because that was what, a Nintendo 64 title? Yeah, I'm looking at my copy now that's, that's literally in my N64. Um, <laughs> wow. But yeah, so it was like... I don't know what it must have been 99 2000 something like that um you know and people have been screaming for this when the wii u came out yeah. because it had the you know the screen on the sure on the, the kind of perfect the, the pad that. thing whatever the hell you call it right um you know and it seemed like it was perfect for that but i guess it wasn't you know for whatever reason they didn't feel like it was the time and now they're actually doing it yeah it looks amazing i that's one of those games that came during a period when i was not gaming at all and so i have Never played it and never had a familiar familiarity with it, but uh, I am planning to try this one out. Yeah, it's one of those games. Like I, I, I mean, you know, the reason it's plugged into my N sixty four was because when I was setting up this TV and stuff, this was probably about a year or so ago. Uh-huh. Um, I found Pokemon Switch and I thought, oh, let me put it in, you know, just for fun. I ended up playing it for like two hours because it's it's one of these games where it's not, you know, you're not really sort of rushing. It's like, you know, it's an on rails shooter, essentially, except you take photos instead of shooting things. (laughs) Um, But then you can like, you can unlock certain things. You can make Pokemon evolve when you're going around. And like, there's way more to it than, you know, if you just looked at this game, you'd be like, well, you take pictures of Pokemon. Who wants to do that? Like, 
Um, so I'm hoping that this is really good. I'm not sure when they said it was coming out. I guess maybe next year sometime. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I mean, I, that's one of the things I like about the Pokemon games is just that, I mean, you can be very competitive in Sword and Shield, but you don't have to. You can just kind of wander around and do stuff, which is kind of how I play Breath of the Wild too. I just kind of like those games where I can dip in, play for an hour or two, and and then pick it up again later. Yeah, definitely. I think it, you know it's. I think it's going to be a good sort of you know next couple of years. You know, with with Xbox, whatever they're going to be releasing and all the PS5 games that they've got. The Switch is probably going to have a bunch more stuff. Like, those rumors are still swirling about some more Mario stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, the the, uh, the remastered Mario games is what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like I say, those, those rumors are still there, but, like, maybe I think- Nintendo are just waiting for this little part of the year should we say the events of the world <laughs> yeah. to sort of pass over before they do anything else maybe and just also for the holiday season i suppose would be a good time to have you know a bunch of i mean think it what if they dropped like three mario games for the holidays that would be pretty amazing and i think probably lead to an awful lot of sales of switches oh yeah definitely i mean i think you know that's and i think even more so than like ps5 or xbox nintendo have to have that um you know because it is an underpowered console compared right. to a PS5 or an Xbox. So they, you know, and they do very well at it, but their entire, the value only comes from the games. You know, there isn't, nobody's going to pick a Switch if all they want to play is cross-platform games. You know, it has to be the exclusives with the Switch. Whereas I think with like a PS5, you know, people, for the most part, I think, if all you care about is like Call of Duty or um, Assassin's Creed, one of those big um, sort of franchises, I don't think it really matters which console you buy. It's just going to be a case of what what have your friends got. But with Nintendo, with the Switch, they they have to have these big games to keep pushing the sales. Right. Have you tried the uh, Switch Lite, by the way? I We finally have one in our house, and I really like it. No, I haven't. I, I've barely even played my Switch in handheld, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, generally I'm a, I'm a sit-down, in front of a TV-type sure. gamer. Like, I don't... I don't really have a lot of occasion to play um to play it portably. Yeah, we well, probably wouldn't care then, but it is it's just enough slimmer and lighter that it's a little more comfortable than the main Switch. Now, I actually do kind of miss the rumble cuz I rumble is I like it on the Switch. It's kind of fun. Um even though it doesn't add a ton to it, but uh you don't have that in the light. So that's that's kind of a disappointment. And it's not mine, it's my son's, but I've played it a couple of times, and it's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, it it was always it was nice when they released that because it felt like them almost admitting, no, look, really, this really is the end of the 3ds. Like, right, you know, the, here's our portable version that you know you buy for your kids, so you buy as a second one, that kind of thing. You know, there's less moving parts to it, so it's probably less likely to get broken. Right. Um, you know, not I'm not saying going oh get rid of the 3ds. Like, I don't care. You know, if people still want to carry on playing it that's great but i think when the switch first came out their focus seemed very odd mm-hmm. um you know because there were still these 3ds games coming out and i was like but nobody's gonna buy a 3ds now <laughs> and, and I, I really think i mean obviously the turning point i think was the pokemon games because right. you know they've always been you know on, on the the game boy the ds the 3ds and as soon as they moved over to the Switch, it's like, okay, that really is the end of the of the 3DS now. Yeah, between that and Animal Crossing, which is very good for portable play, I think. Uh, 
it's definitely the emphasis is on the switch now. Yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, my main switch, I have my favorite Joy-Con were the bright yellow ones that I have, and they developed that drift problem, which oh no, yeah, it's just impossible to play anything with where the you know the characters are just walking by themselves. So yeah, I had to switch out to the original ones, um, and I'd like to get. I don't know. I mean, I I think that there's a program to get them fixed or whatever. But am I really gonna send my Joy Cons off in the mail or? go to some store during a pandemic to get them repaired probably not i'll probably just get rid of them at some point and maybe get a sec a new pair but probably not i mean when i play on the tv i usually use the pro controller anyway oh yeah i'd pick the pro controller every time if i can yeah. um you know i'd i don't mind it you know like i've got i've got two pro controllers and then four joy cons um, yeah, so if I've got friends around for Mario Kart or something, I'm happy to use it, use right. the Joy-Cons in the little holder. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, the Pro Controller is the way to go. Like, that is a really nice controller. Yeah, it is really nice. I've I've really enjoyed playing with it, and it's it's a lot easier on your hands. That's the one thing with the, you know, playing portable, especially on the original Switch, is that it's your hands are far apart, and they it kind of digs into the palms of your hands a little bit. It's just not very ergonomic, and it's a little heavy. It's just not the best, the best way to play for long periods of time. So you're better off with a pro controller. I just wish I didn't have the drift because it is. It's nice having those spare Joy-Con around when you know there's other people to play a, a multiplayer game. Come on, John, you can do it. All you all you got to do, you've got to phone them, I think, and then just post them off and they'll send them back. Yeah. Like you can do it. Uh, I believe in all right, you. All right. Maybe that's my <laughs> summer project now that I'm past WWC. I'll. Uh, I'll I'll send my my controllers off in the mail. There you go. Cool. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the PS Five stuff happened like a week after we recorded, and I was like, I really want to get back into this. I and know. Then, you know, with WWDC, and then I was having all sorts of stuff last week. So, but I'm glad we sort of got back into it. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I'm looking for. I'm glad that you know we're getting close, getting to the point now where I think we'll get regular news about both the PS Five and the Xbox. And that's kind of nice because uh, I like getting the steady stream of news. I really want to know what the prices are to know whether these things are affordable or not. And hopefully we'll get them in our hands before too long. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I've got some money put aside for the PS5, but, you know, if they come out and say, oh, it's £800, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I won't. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I can wait another year. You know, I, I don't... Not that I want to miss out on Spider-Man, but if they come out with some really huge price, like, I'm not even convinced I would go for it. Like, I think I would just, you know, keep my PS4 and, and carry on playing the games I've got and pick up a few others. Yeah, you just kind of got to know, too. It's like, well, what really do you get for that price? Do you get, like, one, you know, do you just get the console and one controller? What do you What do you need? Are there, you know, are there any accessories that you feel like you're going to need to kind of really have the the true base system and is it what's the price of that not just what the price of the console is by itself right because i also want the 3d audio headset oh um, yeah that I don't know what that's good. gonna cost yeah. you know that's gonna be another 120 pound probably yeah, on probably. top of the price so yep indeed so i guess we'll uh, i don't know get ready save your pennies <laughs> oh absolutely cool well yeah well we'll try and you know, try and record again in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, but we, we'll, we'll do it when we when we have the time and things work out. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back in like two weeks. Sounds good. Talk to you then, Rob.